Hello, everyone. We are just about to get the webinar kicked off. Apologize for the couple minute delay. We had a little bit of a technicality issue there. Um, we weren't able to get Ivan's microphone. Or his, we got his microphone working, which is good. I'd rather hear him than, well, I'd like to see him too, but <laughs> but we don't have his uh, actual camera working. But, but we can hear you. Ivan, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing phenomenal, man. How about yourself? I'm doing great, doing real well. So tonight, we've to, this afternoon, we don't normally do these on Sunday, so that's what's kind of really weird for me in a way. Um, I try not to work on Sunday, usually if I can help it, but I definitely don't normally don't do these. But we're trying to, you know, give you guys some more tips, some encouragements, just, you know, some business advice and kind of show you what to do. Um, uh, but Ivan Turner is, he owns a restoration company in Missouri. What city in Missouri again are you in? Jefferson City, state Jefferson, capital. Yeah, the state capital, Jefferson City. And he uh, also markets, does marketing and helps restoration companies all over the U.S. through Show Me Marketing Solutions. And uh, how long have you been doing restoration, Ivan? Oh, God, I'm an old guy. I've been doing it for about 28 years. 28 years. Okay, good. So yeah, Rob is from Columbia. So as far as um, your your business, so you've been doing restoration for that long too. And right now you're pretty much only doing restoration, right? That's all I do. Just restoration sales training was showing, but that's about it. Great. I, I, haven't done, I haven't done carpet cleaning in years. Great. Great. So as far as um, uh, your, your, marketing company your website is show me marketing solutions.com is that right that is correct right and you've been doing that for we've well, been doing that for almost as long as i've been doing hitman advertising for probably what eight years nine years yeah that's good. right we start probably about the same time you write good good so today we're just going to be talking about just general you know mostly marketing. So the first thing that I really want to go over and talk about, and we mentioned this in the last webinar, we're going to try to cover some different things than we talked about in the last webinar with Sean, but just to reiterate and stress a couple of things. And first and foremost is the whole idea of not using this crisis to, for fear mongering. You know, I don't, uh, it's, it's never a good, uh, rarely a good marketing proposition anyway, but especially during a crisis, that's not when you want to come in and have your main message where you're fear-mongering fear and, and scaring people. Wouldn't you agree, Ivan? Oh, I do agree. I, I, in fact, I think that's that's going to be the death of many companies that are thinking about taking that, uh, that route. I think I saw somebody passing around on Facebook a sign that said coronavirus uh, fogging you know disinfectant fogging and it's like oh my gosh you know that's one one of the worst ways to try to take care of coronavirus for the most part from what i understand uh but two advertising that as your main message is just terrible you know it's not uh, it can get you sued but it's just you know fear-mongering and it's just just a, a, a totally bad idea when you think Oh, absolutely. Uh, I just, I know I can understand everybody's pain right now with their business kind of being slowing down because of this, uh, this pandemic, but uh, shouldn't be that way. Just uh, now's the time to actually start regrouping and, and looking forward and things that you can do to help your community, help uh, businesses and not worry so much about where you're at today. Kind of try to project where you'll be tomorrow. Right. And, you know, like, like I've mentioned some, you know, there's still many cleaning and restoration companies that are doing well, you know, and still out. Now, I know some of them are uh, in their city, state, whatever, under lockdown, but there's still many that are doing well and maybe even busier than normal times. And, uh, you know, so, to realize that, and I think, and this is what I'm seeing, and maybe you can tell me too from what you're seeing in your business and some of your clients' businesses, Ivan, but especially commercial facilities are really realizing that they need to step up their game and, uh, and get some professional cleaning done. Um, but what are you seeing out there as far as in your business and some of your clients' businesses? Well, my own business, uh, I can, I've seen the impact of both things. For one, uh, I've had three events that I've had to, had to cancel, which I had scheduled for this month. One was a continuing education program for insurance agents. So I had to cancel that. 
not a big deal. We'll just reschedule. So, uh, and that's because of that 10 person rule that's out there right now. And I've, I've been marketing to agents, been speaking at agents offices. In my case, it was on the, the last one I did was on mode remediation, but now I'm putting together a presentation to go out and talk uh, when I get them rescheduled again to talk about the coronavirus and talk to them about cleaning, a uh, healthy cleaning. And right. that's, that's going to kind of be the push, but commercial, uh, as far as I see is for res restoration, the commercial sector is going to be huge. Uh, and I know that because of the, just spent a week in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and there was not one single uh, company or facility that weren't all ears. Good, good. And, and, and mostly these companies that are out doing uh, work right now, are they mostly doing wipe downs? What type of, the companies that you're working with, what type of service are they actually doing? Well, it's uh, breaking the chain. You know, I don't know if anybody's had a chance to, uh, I want to just sh sh share this information. Uh, Phil Rosenberg, who's a friend of mine, he's a, one of the thought leaders in the restoration industry. He put together a webinar and uh, with Michael Pinto, who is one of the leading thought leaders as far as infectious diseases in the restoration industry. They put together a phenomenal uh, presentation, which I watched last week. And uh, it was about uh, breaking the chain. Uh, you know, that's just basically uh, stopping the transmission of the virus. So that involves wipe down, involves fogging, uh, several other different techniques. But uh, it's not your regular old restoration. It's just a little bit more involved. Right. Right. Wipe downs and everything. So uh, what, you know, before we go on to, I did want to uh, make sure that I mentioned this. Um, you know, we've talked about this some in the last webinar, but just to stress again, and Ivan and I talked about this beforehand too, just to make sure that everybody understands. I mean, if you're, obviously everybody that's probably hearing this is in the cleaning industry. So you're somewhat experienced with disinfectants, probably sanitizers, things like that. But if you're not really in tuned on, on how to do some of this stuff, you probably don't want to be the guy starting to do it right now. You probably don't want to be the guy that just stands up and says, hey, I want to do, you know, wipe downs and say that I'm actually taking care of viruses. That might not be the time. But but keep in mind, there, there are still other places, even if you only do carpet cleaning and tile cleaning and, and you don't do the actual, you know, virus side service and treatment and wipe downs, connect with other companies that do call, call your restoration company. Um, if there's a big restoration company, they probably need somebody that can go out and do the carpet cleaning service. And then they can, you know, even give you instruction and show you what to do along with it. And you can work underneath them. I'm sure there's a lot of opportunities for that. So some of you have really not thought about doing that yet. So call any trauma cleanup, any, any restoration company in your area, anybody that you can think of like that, that, that you can connect with and help out and see how you can work together. And uh, you'd be surprised of what, you know, might come out, you know, of that, maybe even a lifelong friendship, a lifelong business venture, you know, during this type of time. But, but don't forget that, you know, all of that is available. And, and even then there's still just some of these janitorial or not janitorial, but some of these commercial places that need, uh, you know, cleaning right now at this point, they're, they're just even interested in getting carpet cleaning done and floor cleaning and tile cleaning just because they know that they need to spend some extra money and some extra time right now on getting cleaning done. That, and that's how a lot of the guys that I know of are, are staying busy, you know, doing even just carpet cleaning, tile cleaning, counter cleaning. Um, even uh, talked to a couple of guys who are doing some partition cleaning in offices, that type of thing. But, uh, but go out there at this point, it's really need to go out there just and explore the different things that you can do, the different opportunities that are out there. And so what, what our purposes of this webinar is to give you some of those ideas. Um, you know, about what you can do. Yeah, diversity, but what you can do and who you can talk to and where you can go. Um, are you seeing right now very many carpet cleaning companies working with restoration companies or what, how are you How are you viewing all of this right now, Ivan? Well, uh, first of all, John, I agree with you. This is, a, a, this is probably the perfect time for carpet cleaners to actually start getting a network with restoration contractors. And like you said, the bio uh, trauma cleanup industry even house cleaning industry. Uh, but, but I'm, I'm starting to see 
uh, more of a connection between the two spaces. You know, we're all, we're all in this, we're all in the cleaning business. Just, then you have the restoration side, which maybe deals with mold or fire, that type of thing. But you have cleaning companies that restoration companies don't always offer that service. So they have to have their carpet cleaning specialists that they rely on. Uh, so now's the perfect time. And I am seeing a, I'm starting to see anyway, a uh, connection between the two different spaces. When I was in Louisiana last week, um, I had a chance to talk to a couple carpet cleaning firms that don't do restoration. And that conversation came up and I said, hey, the company that I'm down here representing, uh, they don't really want to do the carpet cleaning. They can do carpet cleaning, but they'd rather sub it out partnering with the carpet cleaning firm. So there's definitely an interest growing right now. And I would I'd strongly recommend carpet cleaners that don't do restoration uh, to, to reach out and start getting to know the uh, restorers and vice versa. Yeah, definitely. You know, and one of the things that comes to mind too for protection for, for all of you guys listening, not only from the side of both a restoration company and a carpet cleaning company, all of this is very in tune to, I, I used to have my cleaning company in Florida, right? Where we would get ravaged on occasion by a hurricane. And I remember one time we had Hurricane Ivan, actually, ironically enough, Ivan, Hurricane Ivan came through and leveled our beach, like literally nearly leveled every building or damaged, damaged every building on our beach and even in the city. And afterwards, people were freaking out, you know, and I, and I had companies you know, through back then, it was probably the Clean Facts bulletin board email me and contact me. And, hey, I want to come work for you. And I turn a lot of them down. But then eventually I realized that I had to, I needed some extra help and I had guys come in. And, you know, a couple of the companies did okay for me. One guy just out and out screwed me over, you know, and I didn't take any money up front, but I learned a lot from that. So the couple of pieces of advice that I have for you guys, both from the carpet cleaning and restoration side on that, is if you are the restoration company taking in a carpet cleaner that's coming in to do stuff, get some type of a contract signed beforehand. Be very upfront about what you're giving him and don't allow him to take the business from you because he might come in there maliciously to do that. Happened to me, right? But on the other end too, if you're the carpet cleaner, you need to make sure that you're also getting protected and paid um, partially up front, part, you know, whatever you can work out with the company. But realize that, you know, sometimes when 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 money can be tight, companies and, and maybe even if that restoration company doesn't get paid, how are you going to get paid? All that stuff needs to be talked about up front because you can end up getting yourself into a lot of time, a lot of labor, a lot of expense with chemicals, equipment and everything and get yourself in real trouble. So make sure that you're comfortable about what you're getting into beforehand. You know, uh, that's a really, really strong thing to think about. I think so. So hey, that's a good, hey, that good point, John. You know, if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. Right. So get it, get it in writing. So what, what other stuff are you seeing out there? What advice can you give us, Ivan, for, uh, I don't know, just what's going on right now? What are you seeing that, that restoration cleaning companies can do to help? What are you seeing that, um, what kind of stuff are you seeing that, um, uh, you know, stories going on out there in the world to, to encourage these guys maybe even? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll answer that question. That's a great question, by the way. But uh, I, I would just like to share one thing. It's really, I've been thinking about this for, since the word coronavirus first appeared on television. Uh, you know, I've been watching it every day like most of us do. We watch it every day. I've been reading the CDC's website constantly. been watching all the press conferences with with uh, the president and his staff. been watching, uh, reading these papers like uh, Rhea just came out with the report and it's called Report for uh, Restoration Contractors Assisting Clients with uh, COVID-19 Concerns. Uh, that was on the uh, put on the website by Philip Rosberg. That's an excellent, excellent piece that everybody ought to read, whether you're a carpet cleaner or a uh, restorer. And that's uh, on the CDC's website? No, that's from, uh, it's from RIA. It was a paper that RIA published, and RIA is the Restoration Industry Association. Okay. But it's been all it's been all over Facebook. Uh, I, that's where I got the link to read it and print right. it out. But these are things that these are things that men and women can read and have the knowledge. So when they're out there communicating with the community, uh, they know what they're talking about. So they're not making false promises. Like for example, here's a good one, John, and and it relates to something you and Sean were talking about the other night. And by the way, I will say this before I forget: what you're doing for the industry. Uh, is awesome. It's just, it's great. Our industry really needs guys like you 
to help us. So you've been really good about that. And I greatly appreciate it. And I know the industry appreciates it. So I'll think, I'll think on behalf of the industry, but like according to this problem, according to this uh, report written by Rhea, it's like what they, they say, it's better to state that we clean and apply disinfectant as opposed to we clean and disinfect. Can you see the wording in the wording there? If guys, advertise well we clean and disinfect well they might not be telling the whole truth right but if you right. if you if you word it as we clean and apply disinfectant that makes right. a world of difference exactly. as far as liability and trust issues and things like that right. uh what's something you and i were talking about before we started uh i want everybody to know this i personally think this is probably one of the best opportunities for both industries restoration and cleaning there's never well there's been opportunities like this before which i'll explain one here in a minute but this is an absolutely awesome opportunity that we have. Uh, this is going to create new tools, new disinfectants, new application processes. And the thing is that is that moving forward 20 years from now, homeowners, office managers, facility managers, they're always going to remember how important clean is because everything that we've heard from the CD and everyone else talks about the importance of cleaning touch points. So that's made that's major. So companies that have an early buy-in and start changing the way that they market and they message, uh, they're going to be the leaders. All right. So anyway, I'm just excited for for our industry because finally we have one opportunity to shine, and I think this is going to be it. It might not happen today uh, because we're still going through that fear factor. Everybody's still hunkered down. Some cities are on, are on lockdown. Where I live at, it may be coming. I don't know, but but all of our Regular businesses are taking hit because they're closing, but we'll get through that. But the thing is, is looking forward. Now we should know, everybody should know the importance of cleanliness, and which which brings up another recommendation I'd like to make is a, a book that I had read many many years ago. In fact, it was like a Bible for me, and it was probably one of the biggest factors that helped me scale my business. And that was a book called Protecting the Built Environment: exactly. Cleaning for if you guys don't have it, it's still available because I just picked one up on Amazon. But my gosh, if you read that and embrace everything that Michael shares in that book and build your company around that with cleanliness and, and health right. concerns, all those type of things, you're going to be way ahead of the competitive field. Right. And I think you can even get it for free. At least I used to see it for free as a PDF online. I don't know if it still is, but I think I've seen I don't it think around. Well, maybe it is. I just paid 35 bucks, but I would have paid 100 for it because I lost my copy. But the thing is, is uh, I mean, this is a time when everybody needs to be educating themselves on disinfectants, cleanliness, uh, respirators, uh, the built environment. So there's so many things now that we ought, all ought to be considering and build our company around it. If we have to make some changes for the better, we'll make changes. It's things probably we should have been doing anyway years before, but now it's a wake up call. Exactly. I'm going to go ahead. A couple of guys are asking about the name of the book. I typed it in there so people could see it. Protecting the Built Environment by Michael Berry, if I'm not mistaken. He was a former EPA vice president. So I thought he was president. It doesn't matter. But, but nonetheless. Somebody nonetheless, is high in the EPA. I don't know. <laughs> Could have been. Yeah. So, so, you know, and, that, and that's an interesting point about, you know, and I thought about that too. And when you mentioned it, I even kind of thought about it for a second and went, yeah, you're right, that, that even more so people are going to start thinking about cleaning. And if we treat this correctly, your clients will start thinking about you being kind of the hero involved with this too. If, if you don't resort to the fear mongering, if you don't start selling them the fogging the whole house to kill coronavirus for the low, low price of $999, where you just walk in with a fogger for half an hour, fog it and leave, right? That's the kind of way that you end up getting sued in trouble and people mad and upset with you after all is said and done. So, that that's yeah. not at all what what any of this is about. Um, do, do do businesses right now need their floor, carpet, counters, partitions, upholstery, 
clean, treated with the disinfectant after it's cleaned and, and rinsed over again? Yes, that needs to happen. Do wipe downs need to happen? Um, you know, and again, if you already are in tune to be able to deliver like a routine wipe down service, like a couple of the companies that I know of that are that are doing, where you can deliver the wipe down service of counters every day after business, of doorknobs, of, of common areas, if you're in tune to do that, then yes, go ahead and do that and get that stuff going on. So, yeah. Yeah, now's the, now's the time to get prepared because the way I see it, and I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one, uh, in just a matter of, it might be months, but uh, the floodgates are going to open. All these places have been closed, uh, schools, hospitals, uh, not hospitals, uh, schools, grocery stores, churches, and all these different places nationwide that before they open, there's going to be a good chance that they're going to have their place clean and sanitized before they're open for business again. Once I'm talking about once the virus has been addressed, right. uh, because they have a big, they have a big major liability in their hands if they don't. Right. So that's what I mean. That's what I mean. This is a major opportunity, I think, for this industry. Right. So let, let's talk about some marketing in just a second, but I want to make sure that I'm setting the stage so everybody's understanding really even kind of a different reiteration of what you just said, Ivan. Right. Uh, the coming weeks, like right now, dentist offices are halfway closed only for emergency services, massage therapists. Um, I don't know, all those kinds of businesses that are hopefully about to open pretty soon. They want to be able to check that box, if nothing else, that says they had a professional cleaner come in and do something for them professionally. Am I right? Does everybody agree That's with right. me? Yeah. And, and sure, there'll be some of them that say, no, we can't afford it and ignore it. But I guarantee you, if you give them the right message, that a lot of them will want to do that and want to go ahead and spend the money on that, uh, you know, getting that type of stuff done. So what our job needs to be right now, if you're not doing much work, one, one, like I said, if you need if you need work, go ahead and contact your past clients. My gosh, contact your past clients if, if you want to be out there doing work. Tell them that you're still in business and here's what you're doing for 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 keep making sure that you're safe and send them an email. I've got a couple of different emails that I've got on, on the ad club. But basically, it's it's stuff just saying, hey, um, you know, it's it's a slow time, and so we got these special offers, and here's the things that we're doing to to keep you safe, and we'll, we can still come in and do this, especially things like pressure washing and rug cleaning where you can just pick it up, do it at your shop and bring it back to them. Things like that. If it's done at a discount right now, people might will still want to get that stuff done. I was seeing that stuff getting done, but, but I'm also talking about like the doctor's offices are going to need the upholstery clean next, you know, after when this starts to come open their chairs and their chairs and their floor and their counters, maybe professionally cleaned and, and disinfected. So, so what do you do? What kind of marketing stuff do you do to, to really, Poise, point yourself to, to be ready in that position for, you know, whenever they're ready to get that done. And sometimes to even remind them that, by the way, you need to get this done. So what are, what are right. some good ways? Give us some good marketing advice. Okay. Well, I'll just say what I said. I just got back from a week down and I spent two weeks in uh, Louisiana. First week was for consulting for the business. Second week was for outside sales training for two already highly successful salespeople, but they didn't come out of the restoration space. So we devised a plan and it's, it's based off the same uh, sales that I've been using for years. We knew we were calling on, we knew we were calling on commercial prospects. These were people who had a lot of people in their facilities in and out in and out. So we knew the traffic count was high. So what we did, it's tough for people who are new uh, to try this, but it works like a charm. We would go into, for example, to the airport, uh, Lake Charles Airport. We sat down with the airport facility manager. And first thing we said, well, first thing I said, we'd like to serve as an extension of your emergency response team. That's all I said. And then comes the, the time where you just have to kind of look at them and wait for the response. And they always, everybody came up with a response. Uh, and then the response is, well, what do you mean? And that's where we can talk, segue into, well, we clean for health, uh, we're here to help you with any type of your losses, fire, flood, water, mold, coronavirus cleanup. And of course, that's on top of everyone's mind. And then we hear the same thing back from all the, we call on probably 30 or 40 during the week, uh, commercial accounts. Well, they weren't our accounts, but commercial prospects. And they all said the same thing. They were all telling us the same thing. Well, we're going to need your help, but right now we're, we're getting ready to shut down. So are you, what's your availability like, et cetera, et cetera. 
So then we were selling a lot of ER, ERPs, emergency response plans, which aren't really, they don't cost anything, just to get their commitment. So when they are ready, we're going to be the ones that they call. So it, it was, it was probably, it was like, uh, it was a turkey shoot. Uh, this was so easy selling these services for coronavirus cleanup that we did an airport. We, we scored a mall, a mall, a Catholic diocese and hotels because they all know they're going to have to have it done. But we didn't use fear. Right. We used fear like, like you said, John, you use fear. You're out of the game. Right. Uh, nobody likes that. Uh, fear sucks. But but finding out during the needs analysis, find out what they what they're doing now, what they need, what area they need to help in, and right. the area they need to help in. Their cleaning staff is overwhelmed. You know, this has been going on for weeks now, where their cleaning staff is wiping, 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 wiping. But we can do so much more because we're a professional restoration company. You see, right? Right. And then there are occasions where even if they're wiping, wiping, wiping where you need to even educate them and tell them that there's other things that should be done, like cleaning of the upholstery, disinfecting the upholstery, cleaning of the floors, disinfecting the floors, the counters, and maybe even fogging. You know, there, there are times where, again, fogging should really never be the only thing, but maybe the best way that I understand fogging is like a secondary treatment, you know, of, of help, um, that type of thing. Um, so uh, here, what I'm finding now, maybe you can, you know, help give some feedback on this too. The best way to really contact these guys and start that conversation. I usually find, especially in times like this, a letter is the best way followed by a phone call. Um, because sometimes some of these people you can't always get in touch with by phone, but maybe if you already have a relationship with them, you can, but what are you finding for an actual way to actually contact these guys? Well, it's probably just a difference in approaches, but I'm belly to belly. I yeah. I want to talk to the risk manager. And out of all the places we spent one week calling on, like I said, dozens of uh, institutions, not one single time did anyone say, oh, we don't want to talk to you, or the facility manager's business because the coronavirus. Uh, they're all ears. But except for one, let me share a story with you. Uh, casinos are really big, too. And my client had just done the casino last month, uh, $190,000, but it was Norris, norovirus, but still right. it was a pretty sizable job. So we called on the, uh, one of the casinos down in, um, Lake Charles, it was called the gold nugget. And what was interesting, this, they had these huge parking lots and they were completely empty. So we knew they'd probably locked down already. So we walked up to all the doors in, in the front of the building, in front of the casino, they were all locked with chains. So uh, the girl that I was trained, she said, well, I'm going to try to slip a brochure into the crack of this door. And I said, it's probably not going to fit, which it didn't. But the point was one of the employees was sitting on the, on the uh, stool in there and it was kind of slumped over. You can tell that she was going through a lot of trauma, sad because she's going to lose her job potentially. So she came over to the door, couldn't open it, but had to speak through the glass. And she said, we said, how can we get in talk to the facility manager or general manager? And she said, go around to the, all the way to the side. There's a door just for employees. So we thought, well, what the heck? So <laughs> the three of us walked all the way around this big, big casino, walked into the uh, gaming floor and there were four or five employees left. And uh, I had a chance to talk to them all and they were concerned about losing their job and that type of thing. And I said, we're here to talk to the facility manager or the risk manager. And one guy said, well, hold on just a minute. I'll go get him. Anyway, five minutes later, he comes back with this guy, and this guy says, uh, all right, introduce myself. I said, you're the facility manager? He's not the chief of security, and how did you get in my casino? We're locked down. How did you? So <laughs> we, breached, we breached security at the Go Nugget. So he said, well, follow me. I want to talk to you. And I really thought the guy was going to be interested in hooking us up with the facilities manager, and he walked us down this really, really long corridor. And it reminded me of something out of one of those gangster movies, casinos movies. I thought he was going to rough us up. So he walked us down the whole time he's lecturing me. He said, you shouldn't have been in this casino. I don't know how you got in. So I, I told him how we got in. I apologize. I said, it wasn't your employees. It wasn't the people on training. It was me, my fault. And uh, and he promptly exit, took us to the exit. He said, get off of our property. Don't come back. So, But he wasn't game for talking about uh, coronavirus, but everybody else was. Right. Yep. Yep. So, okay. So as far as I, I love the message that you're giving about um, uh, 
calling them, contacting them, and letting them know that you're there to serve and as an extension of your emergency response team. Um, I, the, the letter that I actually just created for, let me, let me share my screen. I mean, this isn't the actual letter. I didn't have that ready to go, but I've got, I can probably pull it up. But, you know, this is what I've done sometimes after, after hurricanes. This is what I've done sometimes after in times where it was kind of hard to really talk to the manager. Sometimes, too, well, after a hurricane, people didn't always have phones available, right? So you had a lot of that. And uh, taping something like this to the door it just says, to the manager. You know, and inside, like the letter that we've got, is just a, is just a very, you know, it almost says what you said in a nutshell of we'd like to serve as an extension of your emergency response, response team. But I basically said, we'd like to help you. I, I, I think I said, um, we're here for you during this time of crisis to help you clean up your facility, you know, and it basically the whole thing is just a heartfelt, just give me a call, you know, not no real offer or anything, just to whatever, whatever your budget, whatever you have, just give me a call. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about this stuff. So what I always like to do is even something like that for restoration and then following that up with a phone call and or a visit. Um, during this time, you, you might have a little bit easier time getting in touch with somebody. Um, but some of them, maybe not, maybe like the dentist office that isn't there all the time. You know what I mean? Maybe they're not answering the phone. Maybe the, their office hours are only once a week or only just scheduled for emergencies. How are you going to get in touch with them? I guess you could leave them a voicemail, but, um, but for me, I always love to leave them a letter, just something they can look at, look over later, maybe a brochure even along with the letter, but you know, that type of thing. Um, Oh, hey, there's, there's, there's a lot of different approaches that work, John. I, if that works for you, man, don't don't stop doing that. Kick it up a notch. Right. I just, I just know for me, and especially since I was uh, there as a consultant, as a sales trainer, I wanted to teach these my sales reps. I wanted to teach them how to get the best results. In this case, we knew I was pretty sure that the risk managers risk managers would see us because they were having meetings every day with corporate and everything else. Uh, so it's on the top of their mind. So right. it worked. It worked for us in that case. Other cases, it may it may take a letter, it may take a phone call, voicemail, or an email, whatever. But in that case, it, it just worked for us in this case. Oh, exactly, exactly. And my my thing with communication like that is always the more avenues you can hit them, the better. You know, and if you can, email them, text them, call them, visit them, leave a letter, send a letter, the whole nine yards, whatever you need to do to to get in there. But um. But, you know, give them the same message in which is basically, hey, we want to help you. You've got this. You've got this problem. We're here to help you. Um, what can we do to help? You know, and that really being the main the main message for for any communication that you give them like that. So, um, OK, well, as far as uh, what other I don't know, what other marketing advice do you have for us? Well, you know, I, I guess what it comes down to is uh, we know what the problem is. <laughs> the problem is this virus. We know that part of the price is caused other problems. People are having to be shut down. we got to look what we can do to help the uh, end user, whether it's a commercial prospect or, or residential. But, John, you gave the best tip I, that you could possibly give. Call your customers. Yeah. I mean, guys sit on this gold mine and they just don't, for some reason, they don't think they should call, but they should call the customers. Reach out to all your past customers. Uh, in my case, I'm due door to door for commercial, but nonetheless, get out there and be seen, be heard, and have a clear message. And that message has to be about helping, like you said. John has to be about serving. Um, reach out to the leaders in your community. Introduce yourself. Tell how you can help. It's all about serving others. Uh, and then, but the thing is, it's just to, I always like to say this, is be the bridge in your community. Uh, and press releases, nobody ever does press releases. I do them all the time. Uh, to write a press release for your company. Throw in the word, the phrase, clean and healthy. If I was to do carpet, I would say Ivan's clean and healthy carpet cleaning. Right. Uh, because those, those are words right now of all time uh, is going to resonate with the uh, readers or the listeners. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And don't, and don't, don't overpromise and underdeliver because it'll be the cost of your, the right. death of your business. Could be bad. Be honest. Be honest. Truthful and, and uh, be compassionate. Uh, but but just be be a good company. It's probably the best way I can say that. 
Right, right. So Mike's asking, do you think carpet cleaning companies should give an extra training for Corona cleanup? I wouldn't call it Corona cleanup. <laughs> so so we, we alluded to this a little bit at the beginning of the webinar, but, um, but to answer your question, Mike, maybe, right? It depends on how much you have to be able to, you know, to be able to train, you know, to, to be able to give training. And you're talking about for your clients or for commercial facilities or your employees. I think definitely your employees that are going out need to know protection about like how to protect themselves. You know, by the way, if your your employees are uncomfortable about going out to homes, you should probably say, well, then you shouldn't be going out to homes, <laughs> right? They need to be totally comfortable about it. Show them, you know, maybe, maybe this time, you know, do some extra cleanup at bare minimum of between, yeah, personal protection equipment and you know, maybe respirators if you're using disinfectants at all. I don't know that they need a respirator just when they're in the home, but I don't know if they feel safer about that, then sure. Uh, I don't know, Ivan, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, Mike's got a great question, but I, I don't know that, Mike, the thing is, there's, there's so much training out there right now. John's doing these webinars and he's shared a wealth of information, things you should do for yourself, your employees and your customers. Uh, it, and it, Look for the good stuff. There's stuff all over uh, social media even. But again, like the report from Maria that just came out, the all these other things can help you help yourself, which will help your customers. But I don't know. And John, I don't know about walking into a house wearing a respirator. I mean, a full right. face respirator, clean carpet. I wouldn't be cool with that. That just no, me. No. <laughs> Maybe if you're applying disinfectant, yes. You should you should be wearing gloves and and a respirator, but that's maybe only after you've already been in the home and the client you know sees who you are. But don't walk in as a safety measure. Maybe not even a mask, but then again, I don't know. There, there might be times that are appropriate for that, but for the most part, yeah, like James is saying, he's making sure his employees are taking their temperature at the beginning and the end of each day. I mean, just do whatever. Yeah, check the CDC site, like Bill's saying, and understand really the risks of, of, of coronavirus and understand really, you know, taking some extra protocols and cleaning, washing hands, maybe providing sanitizer, even a hand washing station, maybe on the trucks for your employees. That type of thing is a really smart idea for sure. Definitely. And then, and, you know, ask your customers, your, your clients too, if they have any, con any, any concern that they might have any sickness before you go in, you know, might be a good idea too. Right, but hey, John, when you think about it, we probably all should have been doing this years ago. Yeah. Uh, but but we didn't. But this that's why I said earlier, this is a uh, this is a great opportunity for the cleaning and restoration industry to make changes moving forward. And uh, when the floodgates open, be prepared. And they're going to be open, whether it's weeks or months. But they're going to be open. And anything you've lost in the past because of everybody staying home or being locked up, uh, you'll certainly get back once the floodgates open, but be prepared when you do, uh, and, and do it sincerely. Uh, don't, don't make false claims because that's what's going to hurt a lot of people with false claims. For sure. And like Nate saying, some cleaning companies are creating ads that are saying they're still open and, and that they're an essential service. You know, I, I don't know about saying you're an essential service because in some levels, maybe in other levels, maybe not. It depends, but why not at least tell your clients you're still open because they don't know. If you want to be out there doing any work, my first thing was always rely back to my past clients, for sure. So one thing that I did want to ask you about with Ivan is as far as maybe even a brainstorm session, some of other companies that you know of are, are looking for uh, services even right now, you know, um, and it could be, you know, doctor's offices maybe, but I think the more stuff that I'm seeing are like, churches that I keep hearing about, um, gyms, banks, even grocery stores, um, that type of thing. But what are you, who are you seeing as far as being the prime people that are needing our services right now? Well, I see any place that is retail or commercial is in need of our services. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. But the thing is the problem with restaurants. So that's another whole different approach you have to have because not just follow the EPA standards and C, uh, CDC information, but you also have to incorporate uh, the way you have to clean a restaurant because they serve food. So what kind of disinfectant are you going to apply? That's important. Right. So no, you don't want to affect any kind of the food service. But uh, I, I see it. I see it as everybody's affected that has commercial business. I'm not talking about carpet cleaners. I'm talking about where you serve the public and people coming out your building. Uh, and nursing homes are probably one of the biggest because of the, uh, 
the risk with the elderly people who have the respiratory uh, compromised respiratory system. We called on several nursing homes, uh, got meetings with the facility managers. But what, what was interesting is before you go in, they would have one of the nurses at the front door and they would take your temperature and wash your hands. They would wash our hands with antimicrobial, you know, the uh, antimicrobial stuff. And then they would take our name just so they'd have verification who came in. In the event that they found coronavirus, you might have been a carrier. So things are a little bit different uh, when you're marketing direct, uh, directly to the facility managers to take extra precautions now that they never took before. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, and thinking more, being really in tune for who's who's even kind of open now, but not all the way. Those people may be, you know, almost ready, but not yet to need our help. Uh, the people that are already in business and needing to stay in business might need our help, you know, more, more readily. Uh, but get out there and, I don't know, and first even start talking to the businesses that you are already have some type of contact with, you know, that you've already maybe cleaned for or you know of somebody that works there or or something. Or maybe it's near your shop, anything like that. Just go out and start talking to people and, you know, getting that conversation going on. What about LinkedIn? I don't know how if you if you use LinkedIn very much, but right now if, if I had a cleaning business, I'd be all over LinkedIn trying to connect with people and, and, and giving them that message. And I still love that that phrase that you said that about we're here to be your extension of your emergency response team. I wrote it down. <laughs> I love that. I love how you said that. So, you know, giving that message on, on LinkedIn, of course on Facebook too, but LinkedIn seems to be more of the place where commercial kind of hangs out. Um, but uh, I don't know, but what do you think about that, Ivan? Well, LinkedIn is a viable source uh, of, of getting information out. I don't do as much LinkedIn as I used to, but again, John, I said I do I do seminars with uh, real estate agents. I, I've done three so far. I'm get, had two more scheduled for this month. I'm going to have to reschedule and an insurance company, those type of things. So I like to do group meetings like that where I'm hitting several people one time. And I like the again I call it belly to belly approach. But uh, but LinkedIn should everybody should be doing LinkedIn. It's a, it's a good source for like you said communicating with other uh, executives or decision makers. Right. No, exactly. no, there's nothing wrong with LinkedIn. I just don't use mine as much as, as I used to use it. But again, I have so many things going on right now. Just sure. It's hard. Sure, sure. But yeah, definitely. If you if you already have a group of realtors that you're working with, I used to love commercial realtors. You know, commercial property managers, commercial commercial realtors are great uh, referral source. Nate's mentioning that he's got a thirty six thousand square foot office complex with all their employees working from home, and they want to get everything clean before they return. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about, guys. And and they're not wanting to get it clean just so that it looks looks good. I'm sure. I'm sure that's probably a byproduct. But at this point, used to it was the thing of everybody got cleaning done. This is an important transition for everybody to understand. Okay, everybody used to get cleaning done mostly because they wanted to look good. Secondarily, maybe cleaning for health and maybe kind of sorta. Right now, different ball game. Now it's get it clean for health. If it looks a little bit better, then that's great too. Right. So put yourself out there. That now is a great, great, great time to market to commercial, letting them know that, hey, we want to help you be the extension of your emergency response team during this crisis. We want to help you get everything clean. We want to help, 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 help. That's what it's all about. I love that. Yeah. And Nate, congratulations, man. That, that's, that's a nice one there. 36,000 square foot uh, office complex. And that's what I said earlier was that now's the time to start visiting these places with our email or send a letter, whatever it happens to be, because they're all going. I mean, all these places are going to have to have something done for liability purposes. Not that they not that they uh, are necessarily done for the employees or the uh, the public sector, but they've got to do it for liability. Right. And this is going to be a, the hugest thing, I think, that's happened to our to our, our industry in so many years. Hey, hey, John, let me share just one, if I could real quick. Sure. I was talking about how I think this is, this is going to change our entire, the trajectory of our industry, like nothing we've seen before. And here's, I'll give you a perfect example. In 1999, uh, previous to Melinda Ballard suing farmers insurance, I had never heard about mold. And I had been in business for many years. Never, ever talked, never, I never did a mold job. Nobody ever talked about mold. People just lived with it. 
and it was fine. And when she sued Melinda Ballard in 1990, she sued Farmers Insurance. But the interest, interesting thing was, and she won, but the word mold became on the top of everybody's mind. And restoration industry had made billions of dollars, billions, that's with a B, in, uh, in mold remediation. We're still making money on mold remediation mode remediation, all because of that one thing that happened. In her case, she, she sued and won, uh, but it changed the entire restoration industry. So the same thing can be, can be done, will, will happen with this coronavirus. Sure. I'm about that. Right, right. Be careful, guys. You know, you got you got to be saying the right things. You got to be communicating the right way. Um, and, and you know, even when I when I when I've talked to some of my uh, clients about marketing to commercial, this this might be the time where. And I don't. I'm not usually a big proponent of giving big discounts, but this might be one of the times, guys. I mean, if you need the business and they are probably strapped on cash, especially if they can pay you cash and pay you right away instead of a let me pay you in two months or three months or maybe never if they're about to go out of business. You know, if they can pay you cash, you might want to offer them a big discount. You know, what do you think about that, Ivan, as far as pricing right, right. this time? Well, I, I think it's a great idea. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and because nobody should be in this for the money grab. That's the wrong way to approach it. Uh, but but the one thing, uh, we can all do so many things. I just don't have the time of the day. I, I have to be out all 24 hours a day. I've got so many ideas. We all do. But like, for example, uh, you could you could offer to clean all the police department's vehicles on the inside, on the touch points. If you right. know how to do it, you have the right product, right disinfectant, do that for free. Uh, there'll be a press release involved. Get your name out. The show, once again, is showing that you're, the bridge to the community as far as health and safety goes. And your name's always going to be there and it's going to spread. It builds this momentum up. You can do the same thing with the fires, fire departments, even ambulances. Now we know that they, they have a different way of cleaning, but you can certainly offer to help with that. School buses yeah. and preschools uh, offer to offer to do touch point wipe down to get the carpet cleaning or vice versa. There's so many opportunities ahead of us here. You just have to think like a marketer, uh, at this time, the way I look, you just have to be prepared and and think like a marketer because the opportunities are are endless. Exactly, I love the police department, and um, I'm not, I don't I don't love the vehicle part. At least not if I have to do it. If somebody else is doing it, I don't mind. <laughs> vehicles are a pain. But maybe up to you. If you like to do vehicles, great. But I mean, for anybody listening, you know. But maybe even the, uh, what about the lobby of the police department or or city hall or, or I don't know, whatever, you know. Yeah, John, yeah let your imagination go. You could yeah. just, you're right, city hall. You could, there's so many different places. Uh, the, the visiting room. Uh, at a nursing home, you know, the right. first place that you go, that sitting room, offer to, offer to do some uh, uh, free cleaning for that or give them a discount to get other jobs there. Right. Uh, oh, gosh, this is the best time in our industry, man. There should be some millionaires at, after this all gets uh, straightened out. And, uh, and early uh, early adopters always win. Right. So that's all, all I'm really saying is that you should get uh, in on the early part of it, start getting creative. Got right. to get your ducks in a row. Uh, get your messaging correct. Messaging is everything. If you're sending out a bad message, you're going to get bad results. You send exactly. out a good, strong letter uh, or message that has to do with compassion and knowledge and get, get the book that I mentioned earlier. John mentioned it, uh, Protecting the Built Environment. And position, reposition yourself as the expert in the cleaning side of carpet cleaning or in the clean, healthy side of restoration is what I meant to say. Right. Right. So, yeah, and, and I like the idea, too. I know sometimes the whole idea of a free trial or a free whatever is a lot of guys uh, snub their noses up to it. And I get it. But, you know, maybe now is a good time for that. Either, you know, we'll come in and clean your lobby. You know, if it's a big enough doctor's office, we'll clean your lobby and or 10 of your chairs for free. We'll clean and do a desk, not just not just the coronavirus treatment. That's not what I mean. But we'll clean and do a sanitizing treatment of t ten of your chairs in your, uh, you know, in your lobby, your waiting room for free. That type of thing, and that starts to also get them open to the idea that oh, geez, I, I need to do that with all my chairs and my office chairs for my employees back there. You're probably not going to be in there just doing those ten chairs. Well, right? no, the thing is, John, that's a great idea. It builds a, a chain reaction. It starts, even if you did something for free, that's all you got out of it. 
they're going to need something else. And you're, you were the guy that came in or the gal that came in and took care of us when we needed it. Yeah. So, I mean, the way I, I look over social media, it appears that a lot of carpet cleaners are suffering. Right. And, and I mean, I, I do feel for the pain that, uh, that there's some things you can do now. Like John said, if you have to take a little, a uh, little hit on the cost, but you're serving someone and you're getting your name out there. My gosh, who wouldn't do it? Yeah, do it. I mean, you know, and again, I'm not always a, a, even a big proponent of discounts or whatever, but right now, if you need to go out and do it, I, really, if, if you're wanting to do work right now, I, I can't imagine why you can't be busy unless you're just on total lockdown for your state. And I don't know, check your state laws, local laws. I'm not saying go out and offer this stuff when it's appropriate. Do your own due diligence. By the way, with any of the stuff that we've talked about too, Ivan and I are not attorneys, right? As far as legal stuff and local laws, we have no idea. We're just telling you what we would do in our own business. You need to check on your own local laws, your own local, uh, you know, check with your attorney and figure out if it's, if it's what you should be doing, right? We don't know. We're not attorneys. We don't really know what's going on locally for you. And we're not medi- we're not medical experts either. Right. Uh, we're not doctors. Yeah, we don't make any promise health pr- promises. But I mean, gosh, so many so many good ideas. I'm I'm excited for our industry. I really am. I haven't been this excited since uh since Melinda Ballard won a case against farmers. I mentioned earlier. <laughs> opened up an entire and I did all right on it, but it opened an entire new. Uh, trajectory for this industry and, and that's what we're that's what we're going through right now we're in the early stages so get prepared get prepared and get prepared right right so guys i did put up a link to i think i'm showing it right now to the epa registered list that's effective against the coronavirus so look at that the big thing is is use something that's epa registered we did a webinar you know the other night with sean you know it's on my blog we'll probably have it on clean marketing again it's already on there you can see it that's more of the technical stuff so you know do that do due diligence with actually treating the stuff um but as far as but as far as again a game plan that we would give you guys would be market to past clients particularly commercial secondarily go after the businesses you think might be sort of in business kind of at least halfway right now or about to be going back in business that need you and it's really almost every even you know and, and i'm in fort collins colorado we got a lot of breweries and and places like that even those kind of places restaurants um anybody anybody that you know that you can think of that's gonna you know be even remotely concerned which all of them should be grocery stores even convenience stores convenience stores that are opened all the time right now should be concerned now historically they're not always the uh, most free with their money so it might be kind of hard to get one of those kind of companies to, to pay but you know pick the right the always the best companies that i found for places like this are attorneys offices during just regular commercial attorneys offices doctor's offices dentists private schools public schools are great too if you can get in with them sometimes it's harder um uh, leasing agents realtors are great gyms churches those type of things so start thinking about who you're going to go after and go out and get that plan get that get that list going and uh either call them visit them send them a letter drop them off a letter all of the above whatever go out and and hammer them with a good message and one of the you know good couple of good messages again is you know we'll clean 10 10 chairs in your especially for a doctor's office with a waiting room, we'll clean 10 chairs and, and do a disinfectant treatment of 10 chairs for free, you know, and just have that as your lead in, right? Do something, get out there and, but don't just sit and, 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 I, and I, I'm not going to be the one to send the soapbox and say that I'm, you know, uh, that I haven't done that before during a crisis. Cause it, you can, I can too, just sit still and sit in your office and go, Oh no, and just read Facebook all day long. And, and, not that that's bad, but Facebook, sometimes the news, it's not always the best thing that's going to be the best for your business, your life, your family, and your company. You got to get out there and do something, even if you're not doing any work now, prepping for doing work in the coming future. But I don't know, that that's kind of my parting words. What what parting words or what other stuff did you have to add to that, Ivan? Well, I, don't, I would just add what you just said, uh, add to what you just said is, is that don't get paralyzed by fear. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it is wrong to be on Facebook all day, man. That's unproductive time. Uh, right now, the, your community needs that. We're needed. We are a very, very viable service right now. Though we don't see it public from, 
we don't see it on TV or anything. Everybody's not saying hire carpet cleaning restoration contractors, but we'll be seeing it soon. Uh, so we got to we got to get ready to shine. Uh, we get this one big opportunity. I, I would just say for our industry to blow it. Uh, you know, we've had a bad enough <laughs> bad enough name all these years. Our industry, uh, but now's the time. Like I said to shine. I just hope everybody uh, kind of focuses and comes up with a clear message. Another thing is really really important is messaging uh, the wrong message and, and also just checking on your message you might be saying something 15 different prospects and you don't get any call but you don't go back and ask well what did i say that you didn't like uh you gotta you gotta continually check and improve your messaging yep yep exactly um all right i'm just trying to see if i've got any other questions coming over here and just a lot of good comments, uh, but no other questions. If you guys had any other quick questions, go ahead and put those in. If you've got another minute or two, Ivan, um, if anybody has Call anything else pressing. But in the meantime, let's everybody give Ivan a big hand. Thank you for coming on, Ivan. I appreciate you taking this hour to come on here and answer some of our questions. Um, you know, and even some of the stuff that we talked about, you definitely even helped shed a little bit of a different light for me on this whole subject of, of really this being a time for the cleaning industry to shine. I, I guess I'd maybe thought about that some, but not like you put that out there. So I think you put that out there really well and uh, something to look forward to. And I don't know when the floodgates are open, we'll be in need, but, but I like the way you put that. Well, thanks. Hey, listen, it's been my pleasure being on here too. So even though I don't clean carpets anymore, I sub all that out. In fact, most of my work, I, I serve as a GC, a general contractor. But uh, I miss the carpet cleaning days, and I've made, made a lot of good friends through the years. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I'm hoping and praying for all you guys that are in the carpet cleaning space and restoration space that you, you know, kind of get the wisdom. And people like John's doing outstanding. You're the one that should be thanked, John. Uh, you, got, you guys stepped up uh, for our industry and started uh, uh, offering us your, your help and support. So I, I thank you for, your, for what you've been doing. Thank you. But, uh, but we're, we're all going to be better uh, soon. And like I said, I, I can't wait to see where we're at in three or four months, the industry, as far yeah. as uh, reputation, that type of thing. Definitely. Well, good. Well, I sure appreciate that, Ivan. A couple of questions that we've got. Um, oh, Bill's asking tips for getting into residential clients' homes. Um, you know, the biggest thing that I would say right now is rely on past clients and sending them an email a postcard if you can afford sending something to them right now postcard letter email uh, phone call vo voicemail drop david hebert and i are working on we, we've been working on a another package for helping you guys be able to do voicemail drops ringless voicemail drops and just something educating them too about just a quick you know hey we're here for you if you're concerned about cleaning for health that type of thing um, I'm, I'm not even sure that's the best way i'd word it but, but we've got something for that to be able to help you guys do that um but yeah just maybe even calling personally you know it's second best the the voicemail drop where they don't answer um and then as far as new prospects i don't know i mean you could do i mean normal normal times i'd say things like google adwords every door direct mail but uh, and, and, and google adwords still could work well uh, we haven't I don't have an all-conclusive answer on that yet, but Google AdWords can still work well. Facebook, you know, Facebook ads, Facebook posts, that type of thing. But, you know, all of that can work well to get residential clients, even right now. Uh, Eric's asking, can you comment on routine carpet cleaning versus vacant and commercial? You, you know, like frequency, you mean? Or uh, I'm not sure the exact question, but in a nutshell, routine you know you might get carpet cleaning once twice a year six months to two years is really what the epa would even recommend depending on how many people are in the home vacant versus commercial commercial depending on the commercial facility once a week maybe maybe once every other month depending on the facility vacant would pretty much you know almost fall under the same thing depending on when they moved out but i'm not uh it just really kind of depends oh for you, what's essential yes I, before I forget, uh, something I didn't mention, and this is something that almost everybody can do, and it doesn't cost anything. If you're a member of your local chamber of commerce, uh, reach out to the uh, reach out to the president of your chamber or whoever's in charge, uh, and just tell them about your services. Tell them about how you can maybe help uh, break that chain, which I talked about earlier. Break the chain 
uh, for commercial pro commercial businesses because most businesses or a lot of businesses are members of the chamber. And that's a really great way to, if you want to talk about helping uh, your community uh, and you would, uh, you'd do good by doing that. So reach out to your chamber of commerce. I agree. I agree. Or in, you know, chamber of commerce, but also any other, any other association that you have like that, a realtor association or, or anybody that you can think of, Better Business Bureau, if you remember there, anybody, but Chamber would be one of the top picks too for that, but absolutely. Um, and then let them know, and, and again, I, I love that phrase of you know letting them know that we're here to serve as an extension of your emergency response team. We're here to help. That's what you know. all that's about. Um, Eric, yeah, Eric further clarified on, on what he meant. Um, he just meant like, what's the most essential, like residential, commercial, Commercial by far, and really anybody that's about to have people coming in, right? Or, or, or currently or about to have people coming in, um, but commercial by far, you know, and, and convenience stores probably almost need it. Grocery stores need it almost more than anybody, but unfortunately, from what I know about those places, they're the least likely to actually hire you, unfortunately. They probably need it the most, but they probably don't usually spend money on that type of thing. Uh, but, you know, it's worth it to have that conversation. Give them some type of a freebie, maybe a free, I don't know, maybe a free area cleaned or, or you know, on the floor. So I don't know, something like that. But um, the doctor's office of uh, the chair's idea, I think, is superb. Um, and, oh, you, mentioned, uh, you mentioned partitions too, John. And what was that today or one of your other webinars? But uh, that's a great idea for offices, the, the right. partitions. And some of the times when you let them know, maybe have that as a free trial, right? When you let them know that you'll do a certain amount of those, it kind of lets them know, oh my gosh, it's not something I normally get cleaned. I didn't think about that. And you're entirely right. That's crazy. We need to get those cleaned. And that's really, whenever I make offers, I love to put offers that cross-sell other stuff that people aren't thinking about. That's when offers to me are the best, you know, like the chairs or the partition cleaning. Probably not so much just carpet cleaning or tile cleaning, right? But other things that they weren't necessarily thinking about, and you're going, oh my gosh. And then you'll come in and you'll be doing carpet cleaning for them too, right? Or, or tile cleaning or the other stuff. Um, let's see here. The, but the virus, to, oh, pet treatment. I'm not sure, you know, maybe, but, but maybe not super essential. I don't know, Eric. That that's kind of the such a gray area. I can't I can't say. I mean, what's essential? I could I could consider it essential because you know I or you could because you, you and your family need money, right? Or maybe because they got dog dog piss on the floor, they need to get it off. But I don't know. You know, if the government's going to consider that essential, I really <laughs> can't tell you. Water damage is essential. That's for sure. Um, if there's any type of a water damage at all, but, um, but carpet cleaning, eh, yeah, yeah, possibly. All right, guys, I'm just trying to look and see. We got other comments rolling through here, but I don't know if there are any of them real questions that I can answer. If you have a shop, yeah, I mean, again, use your discretion on that about taking rugs back. I think people are, are more in tune right now to the idea of, of, of taking, you picking up rugs or dropping off rugs, then maybe you coming in the home to clean. But I don't know. It depends on the client. It depends on what they're faced with. But but definitely um, putting that out there that you can you know deliver that service since you're slow. You know I've got a client who did a, a good. Uh, I helped her kind of put together a pressure washing letter. She kind of changed it from one of the times or tough letters that we had, and she sent it out in his email and booked several jobs right away um, for big pressure washing jobs. And you know, but basically the whole sentiment too was we're going to be outside. You can pay online, and you don't really have to talk to us. That type of thing. You don't have to see us. We're, we'll just be outside, and you get an incredible deal because we're slow anyway. You know, so you might could work something like that out with rugs too. You know, if you want to just drop it off on the porch of her shop, call us to let us know that it's there. We'll pick them up. You can sign everything online and boom, you save, uh, you know, whatever percent or get whatever rug clean free. I don't know, something like that, you know. So, all right, guys. Um, any other parting words, Ivan? No, not really. <laughs> drop off a rug on the porch. Uh, no, I, I'm just... <laughs> Uh, I was just thinking, oh, well, you know, this is so bad, right? Uh, I was not going to say, say so bad, but you know it's bad when, like, I was in, when I, 
the first trip I was down there, I was in Sulphur, Louisiana. I was staying in a little hotel, and I got there late, and uh, I didn't want to get in the rental car and drive around looking for dinner. So I asked the girl at the desk, I said, hey, is there a restaurant really close by here that I can get something quick to eat? She said, well, yeah, uh, right behind us is Waffle House. So I walked in the Waffle House, and the girl behind the counter, there's two people in there. They probably didn't have three teeth between both of them, but, but she stood up, and she was waving at me. She said, you can't come in. You can't come in. So I said, are you open for business? Well, she said, we're open. You just have to tell us what you want, and we have to make it, but we'll bring it out to you. Well, anyway, I, I sweet-talked her and let me sit at the counter, so then I got to hear all the stories she was concerned about. Corporate Array sent a letter out saying that the good likelihood that they're going to shut the place down completely for the time being. But uh, you know what's bad when Waffle House closes? Right. <laughs> I No, no. Hey, guess what? I used to work for the Waffle House when I was 18. Right. Really? And I remember I was a cook at the Waffle House right out of high school, right before I started college. And um, I remember them telling me that we stay open all the time, 365 days a year. We never close. Are you OK with that before you start to work here? You'll have to work Christmas. And, and they said before hurricanes, we'll close four hours before a hurricane. So in other words, these guys <laughs> never close. But guess what? They're kind of closing for this. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. The, the country no, has kind of lost their mind. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's bad everywhere. Uh, but I, I still still can't put my head around the toilet paper issue. I, I, still, <laughs> I, I still can't. Luckily, I luckily I made some good relationships with people who uh, sell paper on you know janitor supply houses, where I can always uh, somebody let me hold a couple of rows. But it is it is kind of scary in a way. But anyway, I don't have any parting words other than thanks again, uh, John, for all you do for the industry. Thanks for having me on as a guest. Uh, and like I said, thank you everybody for being here and uh, looking forward to seeing everybody uh, down the road. Thank you. Thank you, Ivan. I definitely appreciate you coming on here. Um, you've given us some good, good things to think about, some good advice. Give Ivan a hand, everybody. Thank you for sure. All right, guys, if, in, unless the recording did not go well, this will be recorded. So look for that coming out soon. All right, guys, God bless. Stay safe. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye.